opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Visibilities. And uh, first, let me thank Danette Dixon for hosting this evening. And John Gassman is streaming for us this evening. And I want to thank them both. And... I have a couple of announcements. I'm going to try to fit in much longer. They were much longer announcements than we have time for tonight, unfortunately. But I do want to let you know that the American Council of the Blind of Maryland's convention is coming up on the 24th. And uh, you want to get in touch with Jane Corona to re- to register for it. There's no charge, but it's, they've got a fabulous uh, schedule put together on it. And the other notice that I have is that the Council of Citizens with Low Vision is celebrating 45 years of service to the low vision community. And that's going to be with an auction, among other things, um, on 4-5, April 5th. And anyone that would like to make a donation of an item or cash toward the uh, cost of shipping items and that, please get in touch either with me, Patty Cox, or Kathy Farina. Thank you very much in advance. And with that, we are done with our announcements for tonight. Um, I will tell you about next week's show at the end, and that's pretty exciting as well. But right now, I want to introduce... Claire Stanley and Swatha Nandakuma, who are the ACB Governmental Affairs and Advocacy Team, and will be talking with us about the imperatives for legislative seminar, and we'll talk about some of the other details of registering and deadlines and all of that kind of thing as the call progresses. So let's get started, Claire. Swatha, welcome. Where Thank you so much, Terry. You two can take it over and do it wherever you want to start. Great. Well, thank you so much, Terry. Um, this is Claire, and Swatha is here as well. Yes, this is Swatha Nandikumar. How are you, Claire? How's it going? I'm, I'm doing well. Happy Friday evening. Um, great. Sounds like Terry just wants us to jump into the deep end so we can start talking about um, the legislative seminar, which is happening on Monday, March 4th, um, followed on Tuesday by, um, by our, our usual Hill Day that I know I'm excited about. And so I know um, we'll be talking about our, at this time, four imperatives. It could grow. There's a lot going on. Um, but our four imperatives um, that we'll be educating everybody on. We'll have some community calls ahead of time, which Swath and I can talk about in a minute. And then those will be the issues that we encourage everybody to take with them when they go up to Capitol Hill that Tuesday. Yeah, um, 
Cool. Um, so as a preface, before we start talking about those four imperatives, um, like I just said, we will also have community calls. So if tonight is not enough, and it's never enough, right, Slatha? Uh, we will be doing four different community calls, one for each imperative, starting next week, two a week. Um, the e the schedules for the particular imperatives will be on the community call list, so you can check them out there. We'd love for you to come to any or all of them. Um, again, we'll also be reviewing the imperatives at leg the legislative seminar, so lots of opportunities to hear about these issues. So, Swatha, let's jump in. What's one of our first imperatives? So, our first imperative is a repeat from, a repeat from last year. It is the Communication Video Technology Accessibility Act, or CVTA. So, what this would do is it would expand the amount of Audio described, audio described content that you see on 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 your on screen. So whether you stream, whether you have cable, um, whether you do both, like a lot of us do here, um, this will allow the FC, um, FCC and other, other companies to expand um, the amount of audio described content you see, uh, described content you see and um, have access to. Um, so all this bill will also um, expand what's called the DeafBlind Equipment Program. Um, this program provides viable equipment to help um, DeafBlind folks with both hearing impairments and visual impairments um, to access their communication. There's some background noise, I think. Yes, there is. I think I think Danette got it. Okay, great. That works. It. <laughs> so the deafblind equipment program would um, be expanded under under this, so it would allow more more people, more areas to access um, the equipment under this program. This bill also does a lot with. Oh, whoops. Did we lose you, Zlatha? I think I muted you instead of the one that needed to be muted. <laughs> I think you did, I'm too. Sorry, <laughs> Come back, Slava. Sorry. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Is. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what that's all. Okay. So uh, I think I left off with the DeafBlind program on the, or I can, or I can connect. So there's a lot of more people access to that program and to um yeah to receive comment if if they need it. This bill also provides a lot of provisions for um deaf and hard of hard of hearing um folks that need captioned or need um other 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 technologies associated with that. So this bill has been introduced by Senator Markey and Representative Anna Eschew, Markey from Massachusetts. And from issues from California. Um, so yeah, Gary Duggins, Bill. So do you want to talk about the what the another another part? Sure. And just to follow up on everything Swatha covered, which is perfect. I think the CVATA is really exciting to talk about because you know ACB was really there when the CVAA was passed over a decade ago, which was really exciting. And I know we all were um, you know excited to see what it would bring about, but you know, TV and media is changing. And what was required under the CVAA um, for major broadcasting networks 
just isn't as applicable anymore because most people don't even watch TV on, you know, cable and broadcasting networks. Now we use streaming services, etc. Um, so just like Swatha was talking about, um, the CT- CVTA, I always transpose the letters, is really important because it's <laughs> adapting to the new era of um, media. Things are changing. And so in order to keep up with the time, so to speak, um, we want to make sure that we can still access things like audio description on new streaming services. Um, okay, so another imperative, one that's near and dear to my heart that ACB has been working on for quite some time now in um, collaboration with several other blindness organizations and cross-disability organizations is the Website and Software um, Application Accessibility Act. Um, And that is, as it sounds, um, working to call for the um, accessibility of all websites. Um, It's no secret to any of us who use screen reading software or magnification software that many um, websites aren't designed or coded properly to interact well with our assistive tech. And as a result, we have a difficult time accessing accessing all kinds of um, resources. Technically, under the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, this is already legally required. um, But for a whole few of reasons, um, one of which being the government taking a long time to promulgate regulations um, and other things, we just still continue to face these obstacles even now, what, getting close to 34 years since the ADA was passed. So our community has really stepped up to say, let's bring about legislation, not that would um, amend the ADA, but that would work kind of parallel in tandem to the ADA to call on the federal government um, to come up with guidelines um, for um, anything that provides um, website access, the EEOC being for websites um, that have to do with employment, and then the DOJ for Title II and Title III related um, resources. Um, like I said, we've been working in collaboration with NFB, AFB, and NDRN, as well as many others um, to advocate for this. Um, it was initially introduced by Senator Duckworth out of Illinois, um, but we're really excited. Uh, well, I should take a step back. It was introduced by Duckworth and Sarbanes from Massive, uh, not Mass, Maryland, the other M, Sarbanes out of Maryland um, last session in the 117th, and it was reintroduced now in the 118th, which is the current session we're in. I um, mean, in this session, we were really excited because on the House side, Pete Sessions co-sponsored the bill, and he's a Republican, so we actually have bipartisan support, um, which is a hard thing to do, Um, so we're pretty excited to see that movement. So we're going to continue to advocate for it. Um, Again, I think everybody listening in the blind and low vision community has experienced um, access problems with websites or applications on your phone, so um, I think this is something that we can all speak to. Um, with our own personal anecdotes when you go up to Capitol Hill um, to advocate for this piece of legislation. Absolutely. Two bills, two important bills that deal with access to me and technology. Mm-hmm. Very important. Um, our next imperative that, we were, again, it was kind of last year, imperative two, um, is the medical device, non-visual accessibility act. Um, so, uh, I'm just listening to this webinar. I'm oh, sorry, mute you yourself, please. Yeah, mute. Thank you. So, this bill um, would expand access to home, 
to at-home medical equipment like glucose meters or uh, heart monitors or all of these like you know all these kind of equipment that doctors now send home with you to um help diagnose or help treat um a, a health condition and so we all know like, a lot of us know especially those with us those with chronic conditions that these kind of these devices are not not supposed to be out of the box. Like they're not, they don't usually don't come with um, speech output or um, tactile markings, so so the phone can't see. Can use them. What what it would do is it would um, make that it would make these it would make these devices accessible and require um, the FDA or the Food Drug Administration to um to promulgate standards that would govern the accessibility of this technology of this technology so things like switch output and tactile buttons would be more 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 uniform on these devices or on devices so that um people with disabilities can use them and this year we're excited because last year um the bill was only in the house and, and this year is also also Senate commit Senate companion as well. So this year, um, both 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 both, cham both chambers of Congress, both chambers of Congress have introduced a bill, and they are both like bipartisan. Bipartisan. So in the House, we have Drakowski from Illinois, who also um with with like with fifty or or fifty or fifty co-sponsors um. For which are Republicans, um, in the Senate um, version, they are introduced by Senators Hass Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire and Senator um, Braun from Indiana. So, also, also bipartisan, and we excited that. So, it's, it's, so um, yeah, this bill is pretty important to the community and. When you're going to Capitol, let your senator, let your representative senator know that how important it is to access to be able to, to, be able to um, maintain your own health and maintain it safely and independently. Exactly. Thanks, Dan. And if I can jump in for just a minute, um, that's this is the bill that when you do a three-way. Okay. I'm sorry. Could you please mute? Wants to do a three way. Somebody, Nancy. I think it ends in Nancy. If you can get that, Jeanette, that would be great. Thank you. I'm trying to get what the name is on it. Brenda, someone. No, Rhonda. Rhonda, I'm sorry, Rhonda. Rhonda, could you please mute? Okay, I'm sorry, folks. Let's see if we can get Rhonda muted. Uh, okay. Said, that's the one that had 27 percent alcohol, right? Why is it not coming up on when I try to go for it? I think we got it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, that's this bill is the one that we talked somewhat about last week uh, with diabetics in action. And uh, so many of you may recall that we talked quite a bit about this because this includes the continuous glucose monitors. And I can, I and while I have it, um, can we go back just for a second, Claire, to the Web Accessibility Act? Of course. Does the current legislation put any kind of a timeline on when the regulations should be promulgated so that we don't run into the same thing that we have with the Access Board and Department of Justice for the last 10 years? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, yes, I do believe we have timelines on there. I apologize. I can't recall them all off the top of my head. But yes, there are timelines structured in there. So yes, we don't fall into the same trap because for people, uh, people who aren't familiar, the Department of Justice, which is actually now ironically promulgating Title II regulations for websites, um, has been promising for, man, since way back during the Obama administration to promulgate regulations and never did. Um, so yes, you're, you're correct, Terry. There are timelines built into this. I, I apologize. I can't tell you the specifics, but... That's um, okay, as yeah. long as they're there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and they're somewhere in this millennium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm sorry to have interrupted, but I no, do want to get no. those in. No, no worries. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say for the medical devices bill that Swatha just talked about, um, NFB actually had their Hill Day this past week, I believe it was. Um, and they were also advocating for this bill. It was one of their imperatives. So um, it's it's good to know that the Hill is being hopefully bombarded in a good way with the repetition of these issues um, because they are so important to the whole blind community. So, And also uh -huh. NFB, sorry, Clara. Oh, no, go ahead, Swatha. NFB's also supporting the web the website bill. So you, you've got lots of advocates on the Hill and this and these two bills. So Yeah, which is exciting because I hope as they hear these the repetition of bills, it'll make them hopefully sit up straight in their chair and say, okay, we've heard this before. Our constituents are, are passionate about these issues. Um, and then our last imperative out of the four is an oldie but goodie. I know the last time I was working at ACB, um, we had a version of this bill um, and we continue to bring it back because um, it's very important. Um, it's one of those ones where I feel like it's like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. We're going <laughs> to keep chugging along because it's too important. Um, and we'll see. Hopefully it all can get traction somewhere. Um so it is, um, and I apologize, I always get the long title wrong because it's very long, but it has to do with Medicare services um, and coverage for low vision devices. Um, currently, persons who receive Medicare cannot receive coverage for low vision devices, things like electronic magnifying glasses, CCTVs, things like that, um, which is really frustrating because those kinds of insurance programs for other disabilities often cover things like wheelchairs, et cetera, which don't get me wrong, that's super important. Um, but if you flip it in our community, we want to make sure that the blind and low vision community is also getting the services they need, especially for persons who are losing their vision later in life. Um, so they're just starting to learn how to live with low vision. And it really makes the difference between whether they can be independent and live at home or be put into a situation where perhaps they're you know, heaven forbid, move into a nursing home or something like that. So some low vision um, devices like magnifying, electronic magnifying glasses 
can really go a long way. Um, but I'm sure as many people who are listening know, they they come with a, a big price tag, um, more than especially somebody living on Social Security could generally afford. Um, so this bill, and there's a version on both the House and the Senate, they're not identical, um, but we're still advocating for both because for all intents and purposes, they're calling mostly for the same things, just with some minor tweaks that would hopefully get ironed out in the the process of um, conferencing on both sides, um, would call for Medicare coverage for these low vision devices. Um, again, it's something we've been advocating for a long time because it's it hasn't been covered. And again, it impacts so many Americans who need these devices to remain independent um, and who, again, buying these devices would really break the bank, especially if you're living on, you know, a a fixed income and that kind of thing. Um, So um, there is a House and Senate version. Um, Like I said, they're not completely identical, but they're they're close enough, in fact, that we don't see them as contradictory. um, And we will have information on both bills for you guys to take to Capitol Hill and present to your your representatives and your senators. My understanding is, and if you could correct me on this, be correcting CCLVI as well. (laughs) Um, My understanding is that the Senate one, I believe it is, does not include things like CCTVs and and electronic magnifiers. You know what? CCLVI would probably know better than me, so I, am, I apologize if I'm mis, misspeaking. Uh, we can look that into that for you guys. Yes, we can. That would be really good. Yeah, we can definitely do that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, my, that's been my understanding is that, that the... Uh, that the Senate, the one, the Senate one that was introduced by a woman from California, um, does not, does actually not include anywhere near as much for people with low vision as the House one does. The House, okay. I thought the Senate was from Casey's office. Is that not correct? I thought so too. I'm um, sorry. I talk about, I talk about the Medi- Medicare, Medicaid, um, dental vision hearing effect. I think that might be what I, yeah, I think that might be what I'm referring to. Okay. They're just doing on on dental and that, and they're not including the, uh, I'm trying to remember where I heard this recently. Somebody was going through all the HR numbers and S numbers and all of that just within the last two weeks. And it was, it, that was one of the things that was pointed out. Well, uh, well, that, that the uh, low vision, de- many of the low vision devices were not being included mm-hmm. in one of them. Anyhow, let's continue on here. Um, I didn't mean to no, no. take over so, by any no, no. means. No, those yeah, are helpful questions that. that we'll look into. And those are good distinctions. If when we do clarify, those are good distinctions when you guys are, if you do go to Hell Day to bring up that says, you know, if we figure out which one it is, you might say the House bill has this, but the Senate bill doesn't have that. And this is how we need to, you know, bridge the gap and bring in the appropriate things. So, yeah, we'll we'll fill we'll find out that information. And that's a great um, thing to use as a, a leverage when you're talking to your representatives. Good point. Good point. Now, let me ask you, we've been through the, the four imperatives. Um Two more things let me ask you, and one of them is on Monday, you'll be basically doing the imperatives and mm-hmm. and training on that. 
and you'll have a, a luncheon speaker and such, uh, I, I think, right? Correct. And yeah. um, can we find out who that luncheon speaker is for that day? Yes, we can yeah. tell you, but we can also do a teaser that we've already told you on me and Swatha's podcast. <laughs> so check out the ACV advocacy update because it's there. But yes, we can tell you tonight too. I just had to <laughs> <That's there>. <laughs> uh, Swatha, do you want to tell them who our lunch people yeah. is? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited this year. Um, we have Carla Gellibride, who is the general counsel, new 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 general counsel, new general counsel at the EEOC. Um, she was just confirmed last year, I think, late, like in, late last year. Um, Pretty late in the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because it took her over over a year to get her confirmed, and um, she's a she's a, isn't, isn't she the first blind lawyer on the e in the in this role, right, Claire? You know, I think so, but I don't want to say that. With yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't swear by yeah. it, but I I think so too. Yeah. Um, and she's and she is a very very good speaker. Yes. Um, it's she will be well worth listening to. Yeah. Um. That's pretty exciting. Now, the legislative seminar is the legislative. What is going to be held hybrid of legislative seminar? Uh, we're going to try to hold most of everything hybrid. Um, so that should be things should be accessible. We're still uh, crossing all of our T's and dotting our all of our I's with the, the AV system. So the session should be accessible. In addition to the imperatives that will be for everybody to see, listen to in the, as we're calling it, the main room, we're also doing um, breakout sessions. So there will be a breakout session right before lunch and another one right after lunch. And those two, there's two of them. So everybody can choose. Um, so those ones that are uh, virtual, you can select. Um, so the ones in the morning, one will come from the Federal Transit Administration, um, talk about things like paratransit, everybody's favorite topic. Um, <laughs> and Swatha, is the other one in the morning voting? Is that correct? Uh, the other one in the morning is on older Americans Act services. So um, how can we get services for older, for, for older blind folks? So that's Thank in you. the morning. And Which will be coming from um, some of our own members, people like Jeff Tom and Doug Powell, who we we all know are, are becoming great experts in in that topic. So they'll have some great information to bring us. And the afternoon breakouts mm -hmm. will be. So one's voting. Um, like Claire mentioned, we, we will have um, a we will have a panel on how to get the voting in the states. Um, and the lessons learned, I think, and a kind of the overview of current technology. Um, we also have a breakout on accessible APS signals. Um, so this one will come from our own members like Bucky, Becky Davidson, and Chris Bell, and um, others from the Peak Committee. They were talking about um ways to get that in. In municipalities, uh, upcoming um, end of federal actions on that, um, and yeah, um, Claire, do you want to talk about the um, the guest pre the presenter before lunch as well? 
Yes, thank you. For a second, I went, wait, who are you talking about? Um, we also <laughs> are going to be joined by um, Larry Walkie um, from the National Association of Broadcasters, NAB. They've been a great ally of ACB for years now um, in a lot of the broadcasting work that we do. Um, and Larry is going to come and talk about some of the activities NAB has done with the FCC. Um, they've done some work in... Um, uh, providing services during emergency situations and how to accommodate our communities. Um, so Larry will be there. Um, he has told me that if we have specific questions that we would like him to answer to let him know ahead of time. So if you have any burning questions for NAB, go ahead and shoot us an email at advocacy at acb.org. We can add it to the list for Larry to um, address when he's talking about the activities of the National Association of Broadcasters. They have come a long way. <laughs> they have come a long way, and they have. They've become, they, they really have become friends. Yeah. Um, you know, or colleagues. Uh, you know, especially for those of us that have been around forever and remember the day, back in the day when, uh, it would we were we were not on that greatest uh, footing with one another, and yet it it has through the CVAA and a number of other uh, actions, we have really that's a relationship that has built incredibly well. And um, just to go back real quick to the voting session that Swatha mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, Two of our, we're going to have uh, two presenters. One is from an organization, well, a coalition is the better word. A coalition ACB is part of called um, the National Coalition for Accessible Voters. Um, and it's a, a coalition of all kinds of different disability advocacy orgs that come together to do advocacy work. Um, and so one of them will be a member, we call it NCAB for short. And then another one is coming from Test Philanthropy, which is a, an organization that ACB has been communicating with for several years now that really looks into um, how to make voting um, more accessible, especially in the electronic delivery and um, submission side of things these days. Um, the woman um, who's going to be speaking, she's worked with many of our state affiliates as they're doing you know, on the ground advocacy um, for for work in their own state. So um, we'll have her as well. Her name is Jocelyn, who will be presenting virtually. So some great, great presenters. Really, very impressed. Very impressed with it. Um, can you tell us much at all about the leadership, the, the beginning of the weekend? I know on Saturday, uh, Saturday the 2nd is the... Um, Board of Directors meeting, mm -hmm. uh, the ACB board meeting, and Sunday's the president's meeting. And I do know that uh, anyone who wants, let me, let me tell you all just something very quick that somewhere I missed this. I had to call, <laughs> I had to call the office today and just say, I'm confused. Um, I went to register uh, for the hotel, which if you want the uh, ACB rate, you need to register by this. Monday. Monday, the 12th. Um, it, if it looks a little strange, it apparently is the Marriott and the Sheraton are now one and the same uh, because it says that we're at the Sheraton Pentagon City Hotel. But when you go to call, it tells you call or 
you see online, it um, is all Marriott. So it, it, don't get confused, folks. <laughs> it um, It's all one and the same, and it is for the correct hotel. Um, and the it's a, I think it's 149 a night, which is actually 170 with the taxes. And um, so our rooms are uh, our room block is available um, until the, the, uh, the as I say until this coming Monday. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about it? I know the ACB board meeting is on sun Saturday, and there's going to be some other events taking place. I think there's going to be an open house to see the new office on Friday. Yeah. And what else can you tell us about the weekend? Yeah, so two more things. Well, one to expand on what Terry was just saying on Friday night um, is the open house for our new ACB office, national office in um, Old Town, Alexandria. It's a really fun building. So I hope those of you who are around on Friday can come and check it out. Um, It's a a fun office and a a fun place. So um, in addition to our office, you can see some of the other um, kind of open spaces on the sixth floor where we're located. Um, And then I'm excited on Saturday night after the board meeting starting at 6 p.m. We were having a reception and Swatha and I thought it would be fun that, of course, in addition to the board and any other ACB members who are there, we thought it would be fun to invite some of our colleagues from federal agencies, um, organizations like that, a few other kind of different just common colleagues and allies that we work in within the Washington, D.C. area. We're inviting a few of those colleagues to come and join us as well. Hopefully they accept. We'll see. Um, But for instance, we have an ally um, who works at the FCC who's low vision himself that um, we, for instance, Clark Rockwell had a really great relationship with. um, So we're inviting him. So we're hoping people like that. I wonder who that could be. (laughs) (laughs) But for those of you who are coming, we hope you can shake the federal employees hands and say, hey, I'm an ACB member and I appreciate the work your agency is doing or this is an issue your agency should be looking at um so we're looking forward to that yep that sounds really cool and then on sunday is the president's meeting and again i think there's going to be a luncheon or a banquet on that and that's got another very cool guest speaker yeah so on um sunday um we have a for lunch, for, lunch, for lunch speaker, we have a woman named Susan. I don't remember the last, last name. It's giving me now, but um, she'll be there. She's from um, Procter and Gamble. Um, she herself is blind. Um, oh yeah. She's got a really a really cool career. She's what she's got. She's a um. She she does she does sense perfume scents. So she um it's when she develops those and kind of tests those out and. She, Dan called her a nose, so no, yeah. That's um, that's apparently the title they have when they do um, fragrance. It's officially nose? called a nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that myself. Yep, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so she'll be there. Um, I think on video, or yeah, I think she'll be virtual, but um, she'll be talking to us about her career and her um, love story and just being a nose. So, should be fun. 
and continuing to foster that relationship we have growing with Procter and Gamble. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so af- after the um, meeting on Sunday, we also have a dine around. Um, so you, so anyone in person can um, visit a visit, visit a restaurant, or we have list, list restaurants from um, that are around the area in Arlington and Alexandria that are um, just kind of ready to, ready to host us, and they're ready to host us. Um, that will be, I believe, from seven to yeah, I think seven o'clock. But don't put me in that. I got the agenda, but um. We'll have a variety of variety of cuisines from Ethiopian to Spanish to Vietnamese to Alaska American. So American pizza. It's quite the list of food options. Yeah. Yes, we have a lot. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the list yet, but I know the people that have put it together are um pretty eclectic. Yeah. And uh <laughs> <laughs> excuse me and i know one of them was scott marshall and boy if somebody can find good places to eat it's scott marshall that's right (laughs) (laughs) he has uh for years he has taught me more restaurants around this area since we moved down here almost 25 years ago um I wouldn't want to guess how many of them were recommendations from Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Do you have anything else or shall we start asking people if they have any questions? Claire, do you have any, Claire? I think we covered everything. Just um, shout out for Hill Day on Tuesday. We're, you know, looking forward to those who are able to hang out and stick around and go talk to their representative senators. If you need any help at all with um, planning, making meetings, things like that, just reach out to Swatha and I. We're also trying to um, get a uh, a gaggle of students to be um, guides. So if you know you're not comfortable walking around Capitol Hill on your own, which we completely understand, um, we're going to get some college students who will take people sighted guide. Um, so if you need that, let us know as well, so we can have an accurate head count. Ah, oh, very nice. And um, okay, and and of course there are people who will be doing. Uh, their Capitol Hill visits virtually, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly acceptable as well. Yep. And, yeah, uh, of course. So, uh, you know, we've been doing that the last several years, and so I think people are probably pretty well, pretty used to that at this point. Um, let's start as with some questions, and our first hand that's raised is Penny Reader. Hi, Penny. <laughs> Earth to Penny, you went away. <laughs> we don't hear you. No, all of a sudden she dropped off. Oh, no. Oh, she's gone. No, now she's back. Okay. Penny, you need to unmute. Which means you need to have gotten the got it button. Or the okay. The pesky button. I think I did it. There you are. Now yeah, you got it. it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I, I don't like this new OK button, you know. I should, I've should. i been telling Zoom this for weeks. Uh, Claire, welcome. Uh, and uh, welcome back. And hi, Swatha. Um, 
When I was on another call, Dan mentioned some changes that Tammy Duckworth's office had made to the uh, reauthorization for the FAA bill, which mm-hmm. might be beneficial to those of us who use guide dogs. And so I was hoping you could elaborate that on that. And I'm also wondering if, um, do you have anybody from DOT on the on the docket as a speaker during the event? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so great question, Penny. Uh, I didn't list that in the imperative because it's kind of like the four and a half <laughs> imperative. Um, but it is something we're seriously considering talking about because it's so timely. Um, so the FAA reauthorization was supposed to happen this past fall. And like a lot of things, it never happened. And so based on the continuing resolution, it's now supposed to be reauthorized in March and in several um, different components that Senator Duckworth introduced, we're hoping they'll be woven into the FAA reauth. Um, and like Dan had said, Penny said that several of them would impact the blind community. One of which I think Dan and I were especially excited about would create a kind of pre-check program for those of us with service dogs so that instead of having to do the attestation form every single time or whatever is required via the airline you've chosen, um, it would be a set program that you go through. And then I think five years was the the limit, but of course that could change in the um, editing process. But that was a big element. There's another couple that were still important to the blind community. One had to do with uh, the collection of data for complaints that go to uh, uh, DOT when we have negative flight experiences, collecting more data about what that looks like and actually doing something with that data. That would be wonderful, uh, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a couple of spots. What else am I forgetting? But there were several that were important to us. So long story short, um, we are thinking about getting a speaker to come and speak. They probably wouldn't speak as long at legislative seminar just because the agenda is already pretty much baked in. So we'll have to squeeze them in. Um, but we're thinking about reaching out to one of our disability advocate allies from Paralyzed Veterans because they've done a lot of work at the with right. the FAA reoff, so they know it backwards and forwards. So if our colleague agrees, um, we'll have at least um, a disability advocate who really knows the ins and outs of the bills who can speak to it for us at uh, the legislative seminar. Yeah, well, thank you. I think I'm heard. And this colleague is like an airline expert, so they can um, kind of talk more about this about about the Riyadh. But um, also another um, kind of thing of thing or thing or thing we're excited about in this in this, in this um, package is um, kind of accessibility of um, apps and websites for airlines the airlines mm-hmm. use and kiosks mm-hmm. as well. So, um, oh, good. Yeah, that's terrible too. Yeah, a lot of digital access issues. Yeah, I'm sorry, my dog is uh, is uh, squeaking her toy, of course. I'm talking <laughs> to so I'm going to mute. But thank you so much for your for your response. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Penny. Um, Anisio, good evening. Good evening, Terry, and good evening, Swata, and. Um, and Claire, I don't have a question, just a comment or a couple of comments. I want one first. I want to thank Swata for all her help in giving me all types of names from committees. I'm constantly writing mm. to her, asking her for more information. She's so wonderful <laughs> and timely in doing that. Claire, welcome back. I look forward to the legislative um, 
conference. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be there in person and meet you both, but I look forward to meeting you both in Jacksonville in July. So good luck with everything. And you guys are doing a wonderful job. Thank you. And we'll see you in Florida. Great. Thank you. They truly are. You know, I mean, this has been such a last, you know, in many ways, a last minute um, I also, put together yeah, with this. Sure, go ahead, Anisio. I also encourage everybody to really tune in to the their advocacy podcast, which is 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 wonderful. It really is a good way to stay in touch. Terry, can I make just an announcement that has nothing to do with this? Sure, go <laughs> for it. So tomorrow, the tenth, the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary. That's right, too. And uh, we have a uh, we have an online ceremony from four to six Eastern time, and the address will be in the community um, email list tomorrow. So I hope all of you can join. There'll be lots of prizes, door prizes, and there will also be. Uh, we'll also be announcing who wins the Terry Joy um, Volunteer of the Year Award, which is our first award uh, of the Alliance on Aging and Visual Loss. So I hope all of you can, can join us. Thank you, Anisio. That's right, too. That's this weekend. I've lost yep. this month somehow. <laughs> yeah, time goes by too fast. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And then I think I'm a week ahead of myself and uh, it was sure. it, it's it's and that i forgot that that's just tomorrow my goodness Four o'clock. thank you Don't so forget. much for making All that right. announcement thank you no problem thank you um what was that something else that he brought up that reminded me and now i'm not going to remember what it was so do we have anyone else that would like to touch base or ask any questions if you do you're more than welcome to raise your hand and we can, uh, uh, you know, this is a perfect time to have both Claire and, oh, I know what I was talking about, to have both Claire and Swatha here. So it's, you know, I mean, this is just a great opportunity. And I want to, and again, I thank them both for being here this evening. Um, and this is, I'm really impressed with what they've done. Having put together six legislative seminars and president's meetings years ago, I know what's involved in, in all of the work of it. And in, with so much staff changing in the office, we had no governmental affairs director, what, a month ago? Um, and Caitlin is new, putting all of the touches on the hotel and the meals and the receptions and all of that. And they've just all come together and seem to have put together a very impressive legislative seminar and leadership training this year. Um, huge, I think it's it certainly sounds out. so much better. Huge shout out to Caitlin. If you guys see her at um, the leadership conference, if you're there in person, tell her you're awesome, Caitlin, because she's done a lot of work. Who, Caitlin? Caitlin, yes. Yeah, give, give yeah, Caitlin, yeah I Caitlin haven't had the pleasure of meeting yeah. her yet. Yeah. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it because putting all of this together on such short notice is pretty impressive, to yeah, say the amazing. very least. Anyhow, and we do have another hand raised, and that is, oh, 
my colleague on the board of directors, Kenneth. Good evening, Hello. Kenneth Simeon. Good evening. Hey, Hi, Claire and Swatha, I just want to compliment you all for the hard work and time you put in to get all this stuff done. I don't know it's not all over yet, but I'm looking forward to greeting you all in person, too, in just a few weeks. So I just want to say thank you for all you do. Thanks, Kenneth. We're excited to see you in person. Yeah, we are. Thank you, Kenneth. Yes. Thanks, Kenneth. It, it'll be good to see you in person as well. Yes, um, yes. I know I'm planning to be there in person this year, uh, God willing. Uh, we, we have, I, I made my hotel reservation today, and uh, so we're hoping to be there. I'm hoping to be there this week. Uh, you have no excuses. You have no excuses. Yeah, you're, to yeah, you're local. Yeah. <laughs> you're local here. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have one potential medical problem, but oh. they're gonna. Oh. We're, we're, we're just gonna think positive on all of that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Think that's it. Um, let me Harriet's see. Can tell. Thank you very much, Danette. Mm -hmm. All right. Do we have any other any other questions or comments? If anyone does, please feel free to raise your hand. In the meanwhile, um, I just I want to thank the two of you and Claire. How does it feel to be back at ACB? <laughs> oh my goodness, it is a whole mix of emotions. <laughs> it's wonderful, <laughs> and I'm having fun. But I've been teasing everybody that you know I feel like the first week you're supposed to just be like easing in and finding the copy paper. No, it was I just like, that. <laughs> right, right in, boom. <laughs> oh goodness! But it's been wonderful. <laughs> So. that's that is great um oh we do have um uh mark oh mr speaking of former acb people mr. Yeah, well, that's why i just had to just <laughs> jump in and say we all love claire and swatha and i have to say teasing uh claire that i am so grateful that you're back at acb for bunches of reasons not the least of which is as someone who went to work for AFB twice and for AER <laughs> twice, I am so grateful that I have a fellow policy nerd recidivist. Uh, oh because, my gosh. Uh, Would you, you mind repeating that? I, I just, the, the notion that I was the only, you know, little yo-yo, boomerang, whatever, staff person, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lonely at the bottom or whatever, wherever, the middle. So I'm 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 very pleased, and uh, so all kidding aside, awesome. And Swather, you're cool, but you knew that already. And and so, but anyway, I mean, ACV uh, people who know me really well know I don't use language like this very lightly. ACV is super, 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 super blessed. So, yay! Thanks, yay. Mark. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I think they've both just done such an incredible job. And. Uh, Hopefully this time she'll stay around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I will try um, my best. <laughs> and Mr. Powell has something to say as well. Good evening. Hey, everybody. Hunt. Hey, evening. How are you? Uh, I, um, I, I went to... Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. Oh, okay. All right. Um, 
I wanted to ask Claire uh, if she's heard any more uh, about uh, the uh, Older Americans Act reauthorization that's supposed to happen at the end of September, by the end of September this year. I have not, but I know I was it the OAA. Um, Jeff Tom was just telling us that there had been some progress made um, on one of those related bills. I don't know if it's the same. Mm-hmm. He literally just sent me the the literature that I was going to review. Um, but I know he said there had been some advancements um, for um, agencies on aging, getting some more funding. Um, now there's always, you know, skepticism that it'll impact the blind community in a significant manner but he was telling us that they he had seen some some movement forward in that respect so we'll be keeping our eye out on it so i can share with you i think he had sent it out over the leadership network you saw that um there was was some yeah there was some rulemaking that uh i think they were going to make sure that um severe disabilities of which they consider uh vision uh you know loss of vision uh, was uh, was was being uh, I think being added in in a couple of places. Okay. But they were they have so far they have not been willing to list uh, blind and and low vision as a separate uh, as a separate uh, uh, targeted group. Group. Okay. Um, you know, and that's uh, my my concern is that when you get down to the AAA level and. Uh, 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 Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss did a survey. We, uh, mm-hmm. Some members of ours uh, took a questionnaire to the uh, AAA in their area, the Area Agency on Aging, and um, asked some questions about, you know, what they, you know, what what they had for blind people and mm-hmm. what kind of yeah. accessibility they had, and all that kind of stuff. And we came up with a big zero. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, so. You know, I, I think it's going to take more than severe disabilities, quote unquote, um, to uh, get to them the uh, okay. attuned. Yeah, attuned to our thing. So we're still looking for hope. You know, hopefully, uh, reauthorization and more uh, strident language and and a lot of uh, education and awareness. Um, you know, in okay. the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully, we uh, ACB National can work with. Uh, with your affiliate then to keep our ear to the ground. And if we want to set up any meetings on the Hill to talk to members who have a vote in that kind of thing, we'd definitely be interested in in partnering up and seeing how we can advance the advocacy. We'd love to, we'd love to partner with you. That'd be great. Yeah. And, and just uh, if you've got another minute, uh, I don't think I hear, heard any more hands raised. Um, I, w- I was going to expand on our celebrate our 25th anniversary celebration tomorrow. Um, the first hour from four to five Eastern time is kind of going to be a looking back. And I think there's going to be an article read that uh, Terry, uh, Terry Joy Remheld wrote uh, back and she was our founding, uh, founding mother, I guess you'd say. And um, then uh, uh, plus, uh, uh, Paul Edwards and some other uh, folks who were around when um, when AAVL got started are going to be uh, 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 reminiscing a little bit. And then the second hour, we're going to be talking about looking ahead. You know what's happening presently and and what we're you know what we're doing for the future. So uh, and there's going to be fireworks and there's going to be uh, a a, a um, what do you call it. Um, uh, 
You're going to have door prizes and all kinds of celebration and maybe a virtual cake or something. <laughs> and so we're all looking forward to it. And, right. uh, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to it because I worked with Teddy Joy in getting so much of AAVL started um, back in 1999 and 2000 and 2001 in that era. Um she was one of the first people I met when I f first moved down here to Washington. Um, spent one of the first weekends I was here was the Maryland convention. And at that time she lived in Maryland and, uh, she and Sue Crawford and I all had lunch together and she just pulled me in right away. And mm -hmm. Teddy just had such an ability of doing that. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow's, uh, session. And thanks very much, Doug. And Thank you. right now we are at three minutes. So I do have a couple of things I do want to let you know. One of which is our call for next week. I believe we're going to have two people on next week. The second one, though, I don't have a confirmation on. So I'm not going to say who it is. But the first one is going to be someone who's been involved in ACB for many, many years, is a professional um, a poet, writer, reporter, uh, researcher, has written several books. We're, what I'm doing is getting back into our entertainment genre of people who are um, still or have been very active as a, a professionals in various entertainment genres through the years. And so our main guest next week is going to be Kathy Wolf. And some of you may remember Kathy. Um, Kathy used to come to convention all the time with her partner, who was the most incredible office manager ACB ever had, namely Ann Fesh. And um, so Kathy used to come to convention. She has been, she writes for the Blade here in the D.C. area. She has published several books, including one that she did a lot of research on, um, on um, the socialist side of Helen Keller. But she's also written several, written and published several books of her poetry. And I think you'll find her very enjoyable. And that is next Friday night here on Visibilities. And I think we're going to have someone else, but I can't tell you for sure because I haven't gotten the confirmation. So keep an eye out on the uh, email list. And speaking of the email list, if you want to get our announcements, we do, I'd send out an announcement to people and just send me an email at visibilities five zero at gmail.com. And with that, I want to wish you all a very safe and happy week ahead. Happy Valentine's Day is uh, during this next week. And thank you again to John and Danette and Claire and Swatha and everyone enjoy your week ahead.